Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Our Father and our God, tonight we ask Holy Spirit that you take absolute control. Father, we ask sincerely that, Father, for all those who are joining by podcast, all those who have logged on, we yield and turn tonight over to you completely. We ask, my Father, that you take absolute control. Thank you for all that you have done and all that you will do. Holy Spirit, we yield to you totally, and we just say thank you. Father, confirm your word tonight with miracles. We thank you for your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' most holy name, we have prayed. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight... I am, <laughs> oh dear, sorry, I can't stop smiling and, and, and I, um, I'm actually quite excited tonight. Ah, God will confirm his word tonight with miracles. And I say that by the Holy Spirit and I say that without any reservation. There's something different about tonight and I'm, I'm, I'm most excited about all that God is about to do. There is something about tonight that God is about to do something unusual. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. I did get, um, somebody sent me a direct message and I just want to acknowledge now that I've got the message and before we close, we will say a definite prayer for that. Um, but there's something about tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that is different. There is something about tonight that God wants to do something unusual. Unusual. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't stop laughing. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's do a quick recap. Last week, we spoke about um, prayer. We ran through um, the framework of prayer. I hope everybody could, um, um, if you would need to go back, you can please go through the podcast. Um, they will be absolutely, they will really help for your study, especially as we go into this time of fasting. And tonight we're going to take continue from where we left off. And so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask if, um, if you could kindly turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter six, and we'll continue from there. We'll read um, what Jesus said, and then we'll, we'll begin our discussion for tonight. Um, and so Matthew chapter six, ladies and gentlemen, let me turn there. And we read from one, we, we read from um, verse eight last week, um, speaking about prayer, and we that was and so we are now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start from verse 16, and I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Bible. This is what Jesus said. Now, Jesus has laid out prayer in a whole new way, um, and we are very excited about it. Um, if you remember what we spoke about last week, but he then starts saying the following, reading from verse 16. The Bible says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. I will keep reading. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, 
that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret. And the end of verse 18 says the following, and thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Now that's, I'm going to read the same verses, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm going to read the same three verses. That's Matthew, just so that everybody is caught up because lots and lots and lots of people are joining. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read the same verses, Matthew 6, verses 16 to 18. And I'm going to read the same verses in two other versions. I'll start by reading them in the Amplified version. That's 16 to 18. This is the Amplified Classic. And Jesus said, and whenever you are fasting, do not look gloomy and sour and dreary like the hypocrites. For they put on a dismal countenance that their fasting may be apparent and seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full already. Verse 17, but when you fast, perfume your head and wash your face. Verse 18, so that your fasting may not be noticed by men, but by your father who sees in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. So ladies and gentlemen, that's in the amplified version. So let me read that in the Bible in basic English to drive home a point tonight. Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18. And the Bible says, and when you go without food, be not sad-faced as the false-hearted are. For they go about with changed looks so that men may see that they are going without food. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you go without food, put oil on your head and make your face clean so that no one may see that you are going without food, but your father in secret and your father who sees in secret will give you your reward. So pause, ladies and gentlemen. So this is where we're going to start our discussion tonight. Um, leading up to and then we're going to have um, a bit of fun remember so this is what we're going to start with the first thing we're going to start with is this jesus says in the king james version of the bible um in matthew 6 verse 16 there's a word there that says the following and, and it seems to encapsulate what jesus is saying and it's this he says moreover that means as wonderful as prayer is Prayer with fasting has more of an impact. So Jesus says, moreover, that means when you're praying daily and you're praying accurately and God's leading you to miracles, as we spoke about last week and doing some amazing things, but please keep this in mind. He then says, moreover, that means even more important than that. He says, when you fast, fast in a particular way that's the first thing so let's settle something fasting is not optional for a christian it's something that jesus says is part and parcel of our christian experience and it's not to make your life dreary or challenging it is there for a reason so notice what he says first he says moreover that means on top of this so fasting and prayer are never separate and so i did a, a little study a very quick study um of the different fasts found in the bible and it's, it's a lovely study and there's there's more we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks or seasons but this is i want you to notice this i've noticed fasting and prayer are not separate fasting and prayer and so the purpose of fa the fast is tied into prayer so jesus says moreover that means when you on top of everything i've said 
this is important and so fasting is not optional for a christian and th there's there's a reason and so we're going to look at the reason now jesus says earlier in matthew 6 and i'm going to go back up and read it and i'm going to read verse 6 so i'm going to read matthew 6 verse 6 in matthew 6 verse 6 jesus says the following he says, but when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Meaning, when you pray properly, or uh, and you pray as Jesus says we should pray, there is a reward. Jesus now says in verse 18 of Matthew 6, verse 18 of Matthew 6, he says, when you fast properly, there is a reward. So let's look at the, the concept. So remember, so that means when you fast properly, there's a reward. And we looked at that last week. And when, you, when our prayers are done properly, there is a reward the Lord is, we looked at that last week, that the reward for us is God. Matthew chapter 15, reading from verse one. For those of you that weren't here last week, this is, please keep this in mind. Matthew 15, verse one. Matthew 15, verse one. The Lord is our reward. That means when you do something properly, or when we do something as God has prescribed, God says, I will reward you. That means from my resources, my ability, my person, and everything I've done, I will reward you. I will make something happen that only I can make happen. And that's what a reward is. God says on the back of prayer, I will reward you. He says on the back of fasting properly, I will reward you. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to remember is this. When Jesus says, moreover, when you fast, the, please keep this in mind. There is a reward for fasting as Jesus says we should fast. We're going to pause now, and it's, it's, it's 7.14. Let's take our declaration. Oh, Lord, we are your people called by your name we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face we turn from our wicked ways hear from heaven lord forgive our sins and heal our land in Jesus' name we pray we declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, do not think that that confession is doing nothing. Wherever you are in the world, that confession is opening a door of healing and restoration for wherever you are. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we really thank God for that. There is a reward for fasting. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the fast we're going into as a church, we're going on a 40-day fast. So it's, it's the longest one we've ever called corporately um, in the history of Jesus' house. And, it's, and God must have a reason for it. it it's it's somewhere, a territory we have not gone into corporately together. We've done it in, individually, and it was quite amazing. But we're now doing it corporately. There let me say this early there is a reward for the fast you are about to go on and jesus then says the first thing you've got to address really quickly um, is this he says when you're fasting remember your audience is not men but God. Your audience is not men when you're fasting, but God. And so what does Jesus say? He said, most people, when they fast, and he picks us out really 
you know, when we're fasting, we like people, not human beings. We like to come, let's assume, let's, let's say when we come to church and you, you, it, I mean, you come into church and it looks like you haven't eaten for six months, your hair's all over the place. You haven't shaved, no makeup. Um, you know, it's, it, it looks intense. It looks like it's sincere. And I say this carefully, it looks like your goldfish has died. You come into church and everybody's wondering, are you sick? What's the matter? And you're saying, no, 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 I'm fasting. And, you know, everybody automatically begins to hail you. Ah, it's, you know, you're a major individual. You're doing great. And we have a whole group of things. We have names and terms for people like that. And all of a sudden you are a major league brother or sister or so on and so forth. And the assumption is you are more spiritual than everybody else. And so we're expecting God to work through you and, you know, so on and so forth. Jesus said, if you fast like that, he said, when men begin to hail you and they begin to, you know, treat you as special, he said, you have your reward. And then he gives the converse. And he says, when you fast, don't let anybody else know you're fasting. And so let me say this about the fast here. Fasting is not designed to twist the arm of God through your suffering. It's not. Notice, that's not God's plan. So let's settle something. God is not asking for a offering of suffering to give you what he wants to give you that's not the case he's already said previously in the place of prayer that i know your needs before you you come i'm already willing to grant them to you so you realize fasting does not twist the arm of god and so ladies and gentlemen what jesus says is when you come into the place of fasting your focus is your heavenly father and so please keep this in mind and he says your focus is your heavenly father and he says when you get that right that means your journey of fasting is directed as god directs you now ladies and gentlemen as we go into this 40-day fast let me say this carefully there are two ends of the spectrum there are those that will only be able to fast from let's say television programs, or you may be fasting from Instagram, or you may be fasting from your favorite cardigan, either because you are on medication, you are expecting a baby, or you are actively nursing, um, wet nursing a baby, you're breastfeeding. Or the Lord says, this is what I want you to do. And this is why I, I, I want to say this really, really quickly. Um, this is not a fast that is designed for you to suffer to get something out of God. No, it's not. And so however God says you should fast, he may say fast to 12. He may say, do, you know, push yourself to do one day, two days, do break at six. He may say, okay, fast on something innocuous, like something that may matter to you more than food. Whatever he says, do, do. And it's not a time for you to come into church to compare. Okay, so what are you doing? Are you doing, let's say somewhat, the Lord says to, to somebody, I want you to do liquid. That means you're taking fluids for the whole 40 days, but you are not taking solid food. That is not going to get more out of God than the person that God says, I want you to fast do the very best you can, take it as far as you can. And if as far as you can is 12 o'clock, then that's what I'm, I'm, I'm accepting. Listen to me very carefully. This is not a fast for you to suffer. It is a fast for you to find your father. And this is something that I want you to hold on to. So notice the, your audience in this particular fast is God. So whatever the Holy Ghost says between the spectrums, give it your best shot. Try and get us close. Well, it's not even about timings. Whatever the Lord says you should do, there will be guidelines. Follow as many of the guidelines as you can. If the Lord says, 
that I want you to do maybe six or seven days on liquid and then the rest, I want you to do something else. Then whatever he says, do, do. The reason being is he's your audience. And it's so important that you realize the outcome of this fast that we are reaching for is a reward. It is something that only God can make happen. So Jesus says, when you fast, let God be your audience. So what happens when we fast? Let me go over this quickly, and then I'll go into um, about four or five examples of fasting in the Bible that would hopefully help you as we begin. Um, we, won't, we, won't, we will not exhaust this subject today. We'll do our very best. But let's have a look. Remember, fasting, ladies and gentlemen, accents or accelerates your relationship with God. That means when you spend time with God over the next 40 days as while you are fasting, so that means your Bible study will improve. Your times of prayer will improve. Your times of spending time in worship will become an experience where you literally find yourself in the presence of God and he will make some miraculous things happen. When you obey God, that means when he asks you to do something during this period, it will be pivotal, life-changing. And when you give, whether that be of your time, your resources, your abilities, or your skills, it will be pivotal. And so, ladies and gentlemen, keep this in mind. The focus of the fast is your father. And so Jesus said, this is not about suffering and it's not about measuring levels of suffering. And he says, when you fast like this, whereby your focus, and this is so clear about what Pastor Agu has been started saying on Sunday, and I want you to really hold on to it, is this, when the person who guides your fast is the Holy Spirit. He says, the outcome will be a reward. And so ladies and gentlemen, I want you to please hold on to that. So I hope that frees many people. It's not how much you can do. It is whatever the Lord lays on your heart. During this season, do that. Stay at, do as much as you can. And remember when he leads you, the results will be quite remarkable he will be your reward and so jesus says when you fast it will make your prayer life successful and so those are the things i wanted to, i wanted to start there today so that hopefully that that i hopefully that this is going to be 40 days that will change your life and i mean it change your life forever and so one scripture i want you to hold on to as we go into this particular fast um just as we go on, is this one, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8, verse 14. The Bible says, they that are led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to notice is, as you are led by the Spirit of the Lord during this period, whereby you find yourself somewhere on the spectrum, Please understand, the Bible says you are the sons of God, the rewards, the benefits, and the graces of the Lord will become yours. And I hope that frees somebody up. So, because people don't get terrified. This is going to be an amazing 40 days. Amazing 40 days. Amazing 40 days. But it's going to be spirit-led. And God will do the rest. Okay? All right. That's the first thing that I was, I was led to share tonight. So, that's what Jesus said about fasting. But he said something. He said, there's a reward. And so let's have a look at a few examples, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what I want you to, what I want to do to, today also is show you whenever you have a subject um, that you are anything that you're about to do, or you have a subject, look at that subject in the Bible, see what happened 
at different times in the Bible about that subject and draw your inferences and your guidelines from there because that will change everything for us. And so let's look at five. Um, there are a few things that God wants to say and then let's look at five, five things. So the first thing I would like you to do, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm going to turn... Um, Judges chapter 20 and Judges chapter 20 and we're going to read from verse 26 Judges 20 and we're going to read from verse 26 the, the story is the children of Israel are, um, they're going into a battle. They've gone into the battle. The Lord has said, go ahead. But they've gone into battle and they've lost twice. And I want you to keep this in mind. They've gone, God did tell them, go to battle. Um, it's, a long, it's, it's a long story, but I, um, you can read the whole of Judges 20. Very interesting section of the Bible. The reason we're here is this is the first place in the Bible that fasting is mentioned. That means somebody abstains from food for a spiritual purpose. The Bible, this is the first place in scripture that fasting, the person goes without food, is mentioned. And so it's very important to look at this because one of the principles of interpreting the Bible is something we call the law of first mention. The law of first mention is where something is mentioned for the first time in scripture, sets the tone of that particular thing pretty much throughout scripture for a very simple reason, because the Bible is true. So the first time God mentions something in the Bible, you realize that holds sway throughout scripture. So this is where fasting is first mentioned. So I'm going to read from Judges 20, verse 26, and I'm going to read to verse 28. Judges 20, verse 26 to verse 28. Now remember, this is on the back of two losses in battle, even though God had told them, go out and fight. So something else was needed. So it wasn't that their prayers were not being heard but something was not working. And I'm hopefully this is a message for somebody, especially as you go into this 40 day period. So let's have a look at what happens. Um, we won't go through the whole story because of time. Judges 20 verse 26, and the Bible says, then the children of Israel and all the people went up and came unto the house of God and wept and sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. The Bible then says, verse 27, and the children of Israel inquired of the Lord for the Ark of the Covenant of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, the son of Aaron stood before it in those days. That's how Israel used to find out things from God. The priest would ask God and he would then tell the people saying, shall I yet again go out to battle against the children of Benjamin, my brother, or shall I cease that he wanted? Do we continue or do we stop? And the Lord said, go up for tomorrow. I will deliver them into thine hands. And so I'm going to stop there for a moment. So let's have a look at what happens. The first thing is the people all came together. Now, this is the beauty of corporate fasting. There is a blessing that rests upon us when we gather in unity, doing the same things at the same times. Um, and so this is something I want you to keep in mind. So this is why this fast is beneficial. It's not only for what God wants to do, but also for what God wants to do in your life individually, 
So not only what he wants to do in the nation and in our lives, but what he wants to do in your life individually. I, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to keep this in mind as we do it together. There is a greater impetus and there is a blessing that rests on us when we do something together. And so the Bible said all the people came together. They all sat down and the Bible said they wept, they mourned. Now, when they say they mourned, that means they acknowledged the things that they had done wrong, things that they felt, anything that could have, that they felt um, that had, they had offended the Lord by. Literally, they confessed their sins to the Lord, that Lord, this is, we've made mistakes. And they all did it together. The Bible then said they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and they fasted the whole day. And then this is key. They simply sat before the Lord. Now, this is something about fasting. Fasting is key. Notice the focus of fasting is the Lord. It's so important. They literally sat before the Lord and they said, basically, Lord, we won't go anywhere. We're not going to do anything else unless you tell us. We've come. We trust you. We love you. Something's missing you said we should do this it's not working something is missing lord what do we do now and the bible says that when the priest came to the time of evening there was a time that they offered sacrifices called something called the evening sacrifice they offered the evening sacrifice to the lord the priest asked the question and god responded and so what we realize, ladies and gentlemen, when we see fasting for the first time in the Bible, the prayers of the people are heard in such a way that God responds and what God says comes to pass. Now, I hope this encourages somebody as you go into this season of fasting this, ladies and gentlemen, gives us an idea that the outcome of fasting is that your prayers are heard and whatever God says to you comes to pass. It's not that he just gives you an assurance, but there is a performance of whatever he promises to you. That's the beauty of the fast. So we see that at the first time they fasted, because the story is amazing. They go out and they go up against the same enemy. This time their strategy works. God blesses what they do. They win the battle and the worship of Jehovah is protected in Israel and Israel continues and we see the results today. And so ladies and gentlemen, what I want to do, hopefully this gives someone hope that even as you come into the place of fasting, things that you have done before, that have not worked god will give you direction and he will bless what you do to produce a different outcome when you come into the place of prayer and fasting two things i want you to remember um about and I, let me just grab this really quickly so that we, we we can grab this they did it together they literally offered up worship offerings and and together Let's look at that. Two scriptures I want you to hold on to. Um, two scriptures I would like you to hold on to. The first one is in Genesis chapter 11. And I'm going to read verse six. So Genesis 11, I'm going to read verse six. The Bible says, the story is that I could read from verses one to six. Actually, I'll read from verses one to six, just for, for clarity. And the Bible says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. I'm now reading Genesis chapter 11, verse one. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shina and they dwelt there. And they said to one another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. That's the preamble. They all started working together. They began to do the same things together. Verse six is critical. And the Bible says, 
And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. There is a blessing in unity that God says, when men come together and they have the one voice and one focus doing the same things, that means when they are lifting up the same prayers to the Lord, they're lifting up the same thing before the Lord. They're coming together, in the, they're gathering together, and they have one focus. The Bible says nothing that they imagine to do will be impossible. That's the first thing. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let me say this from the bottom of my heart. During this 40-day period, as you begin to fast with your brothers and sisters, may nothing that you bring before the Lord be impossible. Just keep that in mind. The second thing I want you to please remember, and I'll just refer to this, is Psalms 133. Psalms 133. The Bible says the following. The Bible says, and I'll just give you a general picture because I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says, when we gather it together in unity, God commands a blessing. That means when we come before God in unity, according to Psalm 133, there is something that God lays upon what we do, causing it to move the supernatural. And so, ladies and gentlemen, notice this was the first place that fasting was mentioned in the Bible. They did it together. They prayed together. They worshipped together. They lifted up their prayers together. And ladies and gentlemen, what happened? God heard their prayers and responded, but he didn't just respond and give them an assurance. The words that God said came to pass exactly as he said them. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please keep that in mind as we go into this 40-day fast. So that's the first place. The next place I want you to come to, come with me. I'm just going to try and get through as many. I'm going to get not as many. I'm going to get about four examples. Turn in your Bibles, please, to 2 Chronicles 20. 2 Chronicles 20. I'm going to read verses 15 to 17. 2 Chronicles 20, 15 to 17. Jehoshaphat is one of the kings of Israel. He is being attacked by three enemies. It's a surprise attack. It's an attack that he can't win with his army. And the Bible says, Second um, Chronicles 20. I'm going to read verses 15 to 17, but I will read verse... Okay, I'll read from one to five for context. Then I'll go to 15 to 17. So 2 Chronicles 20, verse one. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And there came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And the Bible says, behold, they are in Hazar, Zontama, which is in Gedi. Verse three. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Again, we see a corporate fast called. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And then the Bible says from verse five, Jehoshaphat prays a remarkable prayer. Um, he prays a remarkable prayer for everybody. Now, please keep this in mind. Let's go to verses 15 to 17. Please read Jehoshaphat's prayer in your own time, please. So verses 15 to 17. Um, okay, I'll read from 13. And the Bible says, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. The Bible then, the Bible then says, so from verse 13, Bible says, then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, 
the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. The Holy Spirit came upon one of the Levites or the prophets at that point in time. Today, the Holy Spirit lives in all of us. At that point in time, he was only upon certain people. And he said, hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you. Pause for a moment. Notice, the purpose of fasting is that your prayers are heard and God responds from heaven that's the purpose of fasting it, it that, that's where it all sums up and so the lord says thus says the lord unto you be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but god's so there's a so god speaks from heaven and says you know what i've got this and so may it be for anybody out there who is believing god for a miracle and then the bible says the following he says tomorrow Verse 16, tomorrow go ye down against them, and behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jericho. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Pause for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. The Lord not only gives him assurance, but he gives him directions. He says, this is my fight. But you just do what I say. I, God, will do the heavy lifting. You do what I say. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize is this. Notice the people prayed. God answered. But when you're fasting, something else happens. The words of God that he answers with are empowered to come to pass. And the Bible says he tells them, stand still and, you know, that you'll find them here. Now, it's preacher's material. If, if you do, please, please read Second Chronicles 20. And they, you know, they go out, they put singers on the front line, and they begin to pray for the mercies of the Lord. And the Bible says, before they arrive at what scares them the most, ladies and gentlemen, God takes their enemies down. So may it be with you during this 40-day fast. God will give you directions. God will empower whatever he says. And hear me well, before you get to the battle, may God have won it on your behalf. May the tumor that you're worried about, may the doctors not be able to find it. May God's kindness and mercy attend your way. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking from my heart. This is a second example of what happens when we pray corporately. Now, notice, take a very careful look at this section. They gathered together. They prayed together. They fasted. And then their prayers were heard. God responded. And the power to bring the words of God to pass showed up that is the blessing of um fasting so let's go to isaiah 58 this is where we're going to isaiah 58 um and that's this will be our third example and so isaiah 58 it's a lovely piece of scripture let me put it in the chat for everybody so that you, you realize. Isaiah 58. I'm going to read from verse 1. Um, Isaiah 58. And so, ladies and gentlemen, my as we come to this scripture, let me tell you why this popped up in my heart. I prayed, preparing for today, I said to the Lord, so what constitutes a successful fast? How can the next 40 days are going to be amazing? I agree. But Lord, there have to be some markers. There have to be things that we can look for. We have to have some sort of expectation. What constitutes a successful fast? Now, remember, the fast is broken into two. 30 days, we're crying out to the Lord for the new and for um, the spirit of the Lord to fall upon us and for a sense of the fear and the holiness to come back 
to this land and, and, and the nations. So that really is a big call. But for the last 10 days, we're going to be seeking God in the secret place where we are laying before him our needs and our requirements. And so lady, my cry was, Lord, what will what are the indicators to say this is successful? And he led me to this particular scripture. And so let's go through, let's have a very quick look at Isaiah 58. There's some fun things for us to read. Um, I'll read from the Bible in basic English. The Bible says, make a loud cry, do not be quiet. Let your voice be sounding like a horn and make clear to my people their evil doings and to the family of Jacob their sins. So let me explain what's happening. Isaiah is prophesying to the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel at this particular time has drifted from the Lord. That's not specifically speaking about you, but it does look like a season that we are in. And so what he then says Though they make their prayer to me every day and take pleasure in the knowledge of my ways, like a nation which has done righteousness and has not given up the rules of their God, they make requests to me for the right orders. It is their delights to come near to their God. So the people are acting as if everything is okay. We can behave as we want and God should answer and he's not. And verse three brings their frustration to the fore. Um. The Bible says, they say, why have we kept ourselves from food and you do not see it? Why have we kept ourselves from pleasure and you take no note of it? If so, they are, they've been fasting and they have not been seeing results. And the Lord begins to answer and explain that, listen, this is how you fast so that you get results. He begins to explain. So now I'm on the second part of verse three. And he says, if in the days when you keep from food, you take the chance to do your business and get into and get in your debts. If, you, if keeping from food makes you quickly angry, ready for fighting and giving blows with evil hands, your holy days are not such. Notice the key element of fasting. The Bible says as to make your voice come to my ears on high pause the reason i read that ladies and gentlemen is this this is one of the most definitive explanations of what fasting is there for the bible says it's the purpose of fasting is to ensure that your voice is heard on high in heaven where god is against all that may stand against that happening. And so ladies and gentlemen, I want you to keep that in mind. So as you go into this 40 day period, just keep this fact in mind that you are not fasting to do anything else except for your voice to be heard on high. That means God will process what you say and he will respond from heaven. Remember what Jesus said, Jesus said, when you fast, where God is the focus, he says that the results will be there is a reward. Isaiah details here that notice the people are so focused in their in themselves. They're focused in their businesses. They're focused in um, debt collecting. They're focused in a whole bunch of things. They're fasting and they're angry and they, you know, there's nothing about them that speaks of them spending time with the Lord. And th the Lord says, this is not how your fast will cause your voice to be heard on high. And so ladies and gentlemen, I want you to please keep this in mind. This is why God is not out for you to suffer extensively just so he gives you something. He wants you to walk with him, spend time with him. And the outcome of you spending time with God will be God will show up in your words, your thoughts, and your actions. And notice how Isaiah breaks it down. And so I'm going to read from verse five. Have I given orders for such a day as this, a day for keeping yourselves from pleasure? Is it only a question of the bent head or putting on hair cloth or being seated in the dust? Is this what seems to you a holy day well-pleasing to the Lord? The Lord asked them. 
Then he says from verse six, listen to what he says. Is not this the holy day for which I've given orders to let loose those who have wrongly been made prisoners to undo the bands of the yoke and to let the crushed go free and every yoke be broken. Notice God says, when you are fasting, when you then begin to make the lives of others better or you reach out to the those who can't make lives better for themselves in any shape or form that you begin to walk talk think and act like the lord results will begin to come and so please keep this in mind let me keep going verse 7 is it not to give your bread to those in need and to let the poor who have no resting place come into your house to put a robe on the unclothed one when you see him and not to keep your eyes shut for fear of seeing his flesh? Verse eight, notice how God will respond. Then will light be shining on you like the morning and your wounds will quickly be well. Your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will come after you. Then at the sound of your voice, the Lord will give you an answer. At your cry, he will say, here am I. If you take away from among you the yoke, the putting out of the finger of shame and the evil word, then the Bible says, and if you give your bread to those in need of it so that the troubled one may have his desire, the Bible then says, then you will have light in the dark and your night will be as the full light of the sun. And the Lord will be your guide at all times. In dry places, he will give you water in full measure and will make strong your bones and you will be like a water garden and like an ever flowing spring and your sons will be building again the old waste places you will make strong the bases of old generations and you will be named he who puts up the broken walls and he who makes ready the ways for use verse 13 if you keep the sabbath with care not doing your own business on my holy day and if the Sabbath seems to you a delight and the new moon of the Lord a thing to be honored, and if you give respect to him by not doing your business or going after your pleasure or saying unholy words, verse 14, then the Lord will be your delight and I will put you on the high places of the earth and I will give you the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has said it pause ladies and gentlemen i want you to think about it the lord said when you're fasting remember what jesus said jesus said put oil on your head and wash your face isaiah is more detailed he says be kind to those around you break yokes of those people when i say break yokes forgive people ensure that people that have made mistakes don't feel shame you don't need to serve the devil by becoming an a part of the accusation posse that's going to make their life difficult don't gossip about people take away the pointing of the finger and then the, the bible says it in the king james version in a way that it's not said here it is when you deal your bread to the hungry that means you satisfy the afflicted soul from your reservoir of understanding god you extend that to others, the Bible. So when you begin to make the lives of others better while you are fasting so that people don't see your disfigured face, but they see your words, thoughts, and actions that are governed by God, the miraculous will become your portion. So during this period of fasting, ladies and gentlemen, what is God asking you to do? What kind of characteristic will make it successful? It is that when he is your audience, when he's your focus, when he governs your words, 
your thoughts and your actions. He says, during that kind of fast, when you're abstaining from food, so you are more sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that you can now do things that the Lord will nudge you. You'll be more sensitive to the nudges and the guidelines of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, when you fast, your relationship with God becomes effective. That means God will be able to send you to speak a word, give a birthday present, say a prayer for, do something kind to someone in your sphere so that God gets the glory. The results, ladies and gentlemen, will be God will reward you. And the reward is detailed in these verses. He says, <laughs> your light will shine like the morning. Let me read that in the King James Version as we close. And I hope this gives you some encouragement as you go into this fast. I really, really do. The focus of this fast is that your voice is heard on high. But most of all, please keep in mind, it is God's desire to reward you in this season. Listen to some of the things that the Lord says, and this is where we'll close. Verse 8 of Isaiah 58 said, then your light, I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. It's more graphic. It says, then your light will break forth as the morning. That means you've been going through a season of darkness and all of a sudden your light will break through. Something that you've been attempting to do for a long period will happen. The Bible then says, and then your health shall spring forth speedily. That means where recovery has been waited for, it will show up quickly. The Bible says your righteousness will go before you. Remember, when a, we'll talk about this over the next few weeks. I'm not going to try and go through all of it. But then the Bible says righteousness will go before you. God will go before you and the glory of the Lord will come behind you. That means God will back up whatever you do. Verse 9 is important and that's where we'll stop tonight. And the Bible says, then you will call and the Lord will answer. That's the first thing. The second part is this. This is Isaiah 58, and I'm reading from verses 8 to verse 14. The Bible says in verse 9 that you will call and God will answer. But then he says, you will cry. And he will say, here I am. Ladies and gentlemen, Throughout this 40-day period at different times, it might be near the beginning, it might be near the end, it might be near the middle, God is going to show up on your behalf. And so ladies and gentlemen, as you go into this period of the 40-day fast, I want you to keep in mind, as you focus on fasting in general, the audience of your fast is God, and it is his desire to reward you as you go. And so ladies and gentlemen, during the fast, because we're meeting every evening, we won't be having Bible studies like this, but um, you can, what we will be doing is we will be updating the podcast weekly. So there'll be something that will help your study journey, that will help um, your prayer journey, something you can get your teeth into. So ladies and gentlemen, as we close today, as I said, I would in the beginning, um, the last Bible quotation was Isaiah 58, 8 to 14. As I promised in the beginning, let's say a prayer. And this is a prayer. And I pray that the miraculous shows up for somebody today. And my prayer, so let's pray together as we close. And Father Almighty God, for everybody listening and everybody listening by podcast, we pray, Father Almighty God, that even before the fast starts, may the benefits of fasting come upon your people. And we pray sincerely, Father Almighty God, for miracles. We pray for the miraculous, those believing God for healing, those for believing God for breakthroughs, those for believing God for answers to prayer, long-standing answers to prayer. My Father and my God, I pray and that we join our faith together. As we have learned today, as we come together in unity, Father, there is a blessing. And I ask you to bless each and every person. Father, bless each and every request. 
do the supernatural in their lives. And we ask it in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you in a very special way. Enjoy the fast. It starts on the 1st of November. Hope you have a wonderful time. And so we'll be keeping you updated. So keep your eyes on the podcast and we'll put little bits up for you. Um, and we may put things up on Instagram for you just to help you along along the journey. Make the meetings and the details will come out in the next week or so. May God bless you in a very special way. Have a wonderful evening, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. 